0: We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Moving Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. All right, let's put some work in. Um, Let's turn to the book of James, chapter 4, verse 1. James, let's do the NIV, if you don't mind. NIV version. Y'all ready to work today? Yeah? This is, as I stated, a simple, it is straightforward. James holds back nothing, um, and he makes it very clear. And I'm just going to try to give this to you and press on. Um, (coughs) Before I do that, (coughs) I want to make sure that I um, give you this about this, this series that we're in. Um, we, if you haven't caught on to it, we're in a series. <laughs> um, and we've been here for quite some time. <clears throat> and this is one of those series that, are, are, that is um, practical. And I, I learned several years ago, um, you know, this came from my, my father-in-law, um, that I'll give you the story. I, I just moved, not just moved Florida, but I have been here a year. I'm from Syracuse, New York, and I'm a city boy, so I don't like like outdoors at all. I don't like bugs. I have to put my man pants on when I got to kill a bug. <laughs> it's the thing. Um, but I don't like bugs. I don't like being in the outdoors and all that kind of stuff. But we had <clears throat> determined that we were going to go to the beach. And I believe they were staying at the beach and we were going over to visit them. So we get over to the beach and my father-in-law, he's all geeked out because he gets to fish. If you know this guy, if he sees like a, like a puddle of water, I bet you some fish in there and I can go catch him. That's just who he is. So um, he says, well, I'm going fishing, you know, when we get to the beach. I'm like, okay, so in my mind, I've never been to the beach. I've never seen the sea because I'm from Syracuse, New York. We've got a, we call it a beach. It's called um, James, James something beach. It's like a dirty pond is what it is. (laughs) But I had come to, this is my first time really being on the beach and seeing the sea. So in my mind, when he says fishing, I'm thinking that we've got to get a boat. To go deep sea fishing to catch some big fish. And I'm thinking, okay, when we get down here, he's going to have a boat, we're going out in the water, and and we're going going deep sea fishing. So we get there, and he's like, all right, we're going to go fishing. Well, where's the boat? You don't need a boat. What are you saying, sir? (laughs) Like, why don't you need a boat? He says, well, you can fish right here on the surf. You can stand right here in the shallow and fish. And you can catch all the fish you want standing right here in the shallow. And, and when I thought about that, <clears throat> I, I, this series came to mind. When we show up at church, we've been trained that we need to go deep. We've got to get the deep of God. But we miss everything that's on the surface. And this, and this series is one of those surface things. This, is, this, this stuff is so easy and so good. If you just apply one of these things that we've been talking about, it will change your life. So don't show up here, well, Pastor Wanzo talking about emotions, and I want to learn about the Holy Spirit, and I want to talk about this and demons and all this kind stuff. We'll get there. But if you apply this stuff, it'll change your life. This, listen, this is this, this, this what James writes to this group of Christians, these Jewish Christians that he writes it to, is life-changing if you can get it. I don't make no promises, but I promise you, it will make your relationships better if you can apply this. All right? Let's read. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you. You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Somebody shout amen. <clears throat> We've been in the turn, this uh, Turn Down the Noise series for quite some time. And um, do me a favor and put that graphic up. Um, it is extremely hard to turn down the noise when this guy is at the controls of your emotions. This is, this is Riley's anger from inside out. Uh, and, and when anger grabs a hold <clears throat> of the joystick of your emotions and your moods, he destroys things. Um, it is very difficult to hear reason when anger is in control. It is extremely difficult to feel God when anger is in control. It is hard to recognize the love that, that is being displayed from the loved ones in your life when anger is at the control of your emotions and your mood. And, and, and whether or not you've been a spectator or a perpetrator of events in your life that you've watched anger destroy situations and places, you know just from experience, whether you were the one that did it or you are the one that experienced it, that anger is destructive. It destroys families. It destroys friendships. And oh my goodness, it destroys futures. Whenever in scripture, and and I've I've alluded to this a few times throughout the series, whenever you see God um, addressing someone about emotions in scripture, in most cases, he's addressing them about their anger. He, he, says to, he says to Cain, Cain, listen, sir, you're angry. And you need to make sure you do something about that anger before you mess this thing up. And Listen, you, you got to understand, you're, you're, Cain, your anger is in control and you're getting ready to mess all the stuff up. And what's so funny about what, what God says to him is that Cain was angry with God, but Abel felt his wrath. Abel had nothing to do with it. But he got the brunt of his anger. Oh, gosh, I was about to get my stuff away too quick. But, 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 but here's the thing. And then you think about Jonah. Jonah's upset because God, upset with God again. And if we want to be honest, many of us are upset with God. You showed up here today to receive from God, but you're still upset with God. He, 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 listen, he's upset with God. And, and, and God says, um, are, are we sure that anger is the right emotion? God says this. Are you sure you should be angry? Because God is like, listen, because I'm feeling compassion right now, and you're angry. You need to fix that. Anger has a way of dominating us in an unhealthy way. An unhealthy way. Now, there's constructive anger, right? I'm not going to downplay anger. There's some good anger. Because out of the anger of God, Jesus was birthed as our grace and our Savior. But for us, because we're, 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 we're fallen, we're a broken version of who we were as, 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 as humans, oftentimes our anger is destructive. Our anger is not like God's anger. It's not constructive. It's destructive. I, I want to spend a bit of time today, and, I'm gonna do another, and we're going to do another one next week. And, 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 oh, gosh, y'all, because this stuff is so powerful. Whenever this guy... This red guy, I don't know if your guy's red or whatever, but whenever this guy gets on the controls, I'm gonna put it to you like this because I'm telling you, I grew up hip hop. Whenever he's the DJ, (laughs) whenever he gets to spin the records, we destroy things. And I wanna make sure that we fix that. Now, I wrote this down to make sure I said it because I can flow. Say the word calibration. I want to calibrate all of us before we get into this conversation. <clears throat> because you can sit there and say, oh, Pastor Wansell, I don't have an issue with anger. I get frustrated every now and again. <laughs> I might get annoyed. And, 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 and you know what? No one, could ever, no one here could ever say that I've went off on them. No one ever could say, so I don't have an issue with anger. But listen to me now. With your anger, you will either shut people down. Or shove it down. You will either sh- you will you will you will either explode or implode. I don't want to give all my stuff away, but 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 listen, your silence says something. I can get listen, and, and this is again the, the reason why this stuff comes up because God likes to deal with me. <laughs> Listen, I can get so silent on you where you know what I'm thinking. I ain't even got to say it. You sit there and act like you want to. (laughs) Check me out. Because we don't understand that that in itself is destroying the relationship that we're in. Your silence says something. And because you're not using words to work through and vet through how you feel, i leave the other person... On the other, the receiving end to just kind of figure it out. And they can put whatever narrative to it they want to because I'm silent. I don't go off on people. Yeah. I don't shut people down, but I shove it down. We've got to learn to deal with our anger. So listen, this is what James does. He, 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 he does a, such a favor, but he gives it to, and what's, what's awesome about this, you know, James is the half brother of Jesus. I got two. This is Jesus' brother. This is half-brother. He can't be his full brother right? That's for a Bible study or something like that. We got to do it later. Okay, let's get these little three points, and then we'll push. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? The first point I want you to write down is wrong origin. with me wrong origins now the, the the question that james poses is a simple one on the surface would you agree like if i were to ask you you know what causes the quarrels and the fights among you or the disagreements among you you have an answer right now we can arrive at a final answer sir within a couple seconds yes i'm gonna give you your answer and i'm not gonna put names to it people right? Somebody somewhere did something I did not like. Y'all want to be honest today? (laughs) Somebody somewhere did something that I did not like. They said it the wrong way. They acted the wrong way. They handled me improperly. They, did, they got into my lane. They, they, they didn't give me my latte the way that I asked for it. I wanted it extra hot and it wasn't cold. I wanted two pumps of, of, of white mocha and they gave me four. I, there is somebody somewhere that did something that I did not like. Now, I'm not going to put names to it for you, but oftentimes you feel that that is the origin of my anger. It's not me them. They are the ones that kindled my anger. Now, I want you to pay close attention to how he asked the question, because this is where the paradigm shifts. He says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Not who causes fights and quarrels among you. Listen, y'all, that's the power. It's, it's, It's not a who, it's a what. Now watch this. Whenever I believe there is a who that has caused my anger, I give myself a license to release my wrath. Because now, the way that I feel, I have justification for it. There is somebody guilty for offending me in some sort of way and now I just give myself a license to release on you whatever I want to release on you. He says it's a what. There are people who get the brunt of your anger and they don't even know what they've done. But in your mind, it was kindled by what you did. And and James is saying, listen, I'm trying to shift your mind on this thing. It's not out there. It's in here. That's the origin, because, listen to me, we watch fights, you don't have to watch fights, but you see boxing and MMA fights on TV? Raise your hand if you've seen them. Just not watch them, but you've seen them. Every fight that you see on television has to be sanctioned. Somebody has to approve and say that all of the necessary measures were met for this fight to take place. Without the proper sanctions and justifications, a fight cannot take place. The same thing happens in our heart and our mind. We've justified our wrath because of what they did, and now I get to take off my gloves because I've got justification. Because, again, it's not me. It's you. Y'all mighty quiet today. I like it, too because that took me something soaking in. He says, listen, I want you to shift the way that you think about anger. They are not the origin of your anger. They're not the origin of your temper. They're not the origin of your wrath. They're not the origin of your your non-inclusive demeanor. They're not the origin of you shutting down and being silent. You are. He wants us to stop doing this. Now, listen, there's always a a who in the story. All of us can trace it back to a who. Y'all want to be honest or no? It didn't just fall out of of the sky like, you know, I'm just mad. Why? I'm just mad. No, no, no. If you want to be honest, there is somebody somewhere that did something to you that gave you justification to release your anger. James says, listen, I, we have to fix that. If we, if we can fix that, then we can preserve relationships. Okay. Ooh, I wrote this down. This was good. I almost forgot it. He's, he makes clear it's not a who. It's a what. Yes? And as long as we st- stay focused on the who, we'll be bound... By the what? You get that? Because, listen, Bondage is, 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 because we're here, it's a spiritual thing. So it was just a simple pass by. It was just a simple disagreement. But because I can blame them, I get to stay the same. And then I get bound by it. So it, makes, it, it will make it hard for me to get myself out of a place of anger because I'm bound to this thing. Oh, gosh, y'all, and I think I wrote this down, too. I don't know why I'm missing all this stuff. Listen, when when I have someone to blame, I give myself a license to stay the same. I don't have to do anything with me as long as I can cast blame on you. It was them, Pastor. I promise you it was them. And if I tell you the story about what happened, it was them, and you would agree. Yes, they may have done something, but the origin of it With you. Look at your neighbor and tell him shift the paradigm. Point number one was what? Okay, let's get the second one. I'm talking too long already. What causes fights among you, verse one? What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Point number two is frustrated. Desires. Say it with me. Frustrated. Desires. I, I love the book of James because I, I think he's, to me, like me when he writes. I, I try to say things with um, as least words as possible, and he just gets to the point. Did, did, you, did you see it? He, he says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Well, isn't it your Desires. <laughs> Listen to what he says, y'all. Frustrated desires. He boils our our anger down, our frustration down, our, our fits of rage down to us not getting what we want. He makes it so plain. He makes it so plain. He says, listen, the fight you get into, the disagreements that you have, is one of y'all in this conversation or this engagement did not get what you want, and you're upset about it. Yeah. Self-centered desires. Like, I've, 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 I want them to see it my way, and I've told them to see it my way. They still won't see it my way, and I'm angry about it. I've told them 10 or 15 times that this is the way that I want it. I told them to put it on my shelf right there and it needs to stay there. And every time I come back home, those kids have gotten this thing, and now you get my wrath. He says it is as simple as you not getting what you want. I chuckled when I got the answer. He says it's a what, and the what is you not getting what you want. We have this thing inside of us because, oh gosh, we're sinful by nature. We lust after the things that we want. We're envious of the things that we can't get. So because I want something, it starts to dominate me on the inside, and I get frustrated with you because I can't control you and make you do what I want, so I give myself a license to lose control because I desperately want what I want. Mm. I will lose it on a person who I don't even know. (laughs) You know what cracks me up? This is not your company, sir. You didn't necessarily do this. I know this is not your policy, but since I'm talking to you, Somebody has to get the business, and I'm passing it out to somebody. Because I did not get, listen, y'all, this thing is so simple, and I don't want you to miss it. Because I did not get what I desired. Somebody somewhere didn't give me what I thought I deserved. Oh, gosh, y'all. Somebody somewhere didn't give me what I deserved. And I work hard for this and they still didn't give me what I deserve. They put a ring on my finger, and they promised me to do all this, and they're not doing it, and I'm upset about it. Somebody somewhere simply is not giving you what you want. James says, that's the what. It 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 is your sinful desires. How many fights have you been in? How many arguments have you been in? Simply because we don't agree. I don't agree with you. And because I can't make you do now, listen to me, that's the, that's the problem us parents have. I can, you can make Ty do some stuff you think. <laughs> Watch this now. But there's gonna come a day where Ty's gonna have to stand his own two feet and say, Mom and Daddy, I'm not doing that then the fruit of the relationship will come to a head. Because if you do it right, this is for parents, I'm doing some parenting stuff right now. If you do it right, when they become an adult, they'll still come seek you out the same way he seeks you out now and says, Daddy, tell me something. But if I make you do, oh gosh, y'all, I got to teach you how to do. I got to love you through it so you can get to doing it. I'm talking, I promise you, he told me not to say this much. I'm doing wrong. Because I can't control you. And I can't control what you do. You not doing what I want gives me a license to lose my control. I'm just supposed to drop this off today. This is all I got. To do. Let's go to number three. Y'all getting anything? Yes. Let's go back to verse one. He says, "What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want." so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Point number three derives from the very first part of verse two It's deadly deeds. He says in verse two, you desire but you do not have, so you kill. Now, <clears throat> I spend a lot of time in this. I mean, obviously I've been off for three weeks or two weeks, whatever. And I've got to read this thing over multiple weeks. And what I found was that there is a lot of um, commentary and disagreement as it relates to the statement James makes in verse 2, where he says, You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. Um, Some theologians believe that he literally meant that there were killings taking place. And then there were others who says, no, he's just using a little bit of hyperbole or exaggerating his point so he gets his point across. But once you start to look into this, these are first century Jewish Christians that, that James is writing to. And because they are, these are first century Jewish Christians, um, most of them were converts from um, the Jewish zealot movement. And, and this, this zealot movement Um, was a group of radical Jews who was going to do what they needed to do by any means necessary. So that meant that killing was on the table for them. If you don't give me what I want, even though I'm a Christian, I have a license to kill. Regardless if he meant it figuratively or, or, or literally, what James is trying to get us to understand, and this is the part that I want you to hear, Because you don't get what you want, you are willing to take things to an unhealthy place. Hear me on this now. Because they didn't do what you wanted them to do, they didn't respond the way that they should have, they didn't say what they should have done, they didn't give you what you deserve, James says that because you didn't get those things, you are now willing, you have given yourself the justification to take things to an unhealthy place. Now you say, Wanzel, I, I, I wouldn't kill anybody. How many, how many spirits have you killed with your words? Wanzel, I would never lay a hand on anybody, but you will slay them with your silence. How many people lay in the wake of your wrath? how many people are still limping around emotionally because of what you said he says he says it's not it's not repairable oh god listen to what he says you kill i can't take that back oh gosh y'all i can't take that back i can't bring that back and once i release it And I've given myself justification for my wrath. How do I fix it now? He says you're willing to take it to an unhealthy place. You will do damage that's irreparable. How many relationships, seriously, in your life do you have right now? that are on rocks because of your anger? How many people are still, still trying to deal with what you said five years ago? How many people got to walk around on eggshells because daddy's so quiet? Either you are a spectator of it Or you're a perpetrator. Many of us have given ourselves a license to release our wrath. You say, well, that's a a harsh word, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But your wrath could just be, I'm not saying anything. Oh, gosh, I know that you need to feel love for me, but I'm going to shut my love off. I know that you just need to be around me, and I and I know that I'm supposed to be speaking life, but and, and, and I'm just going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything. How many people? How many? James says, "Listen, my brother showed up here so that we could have right relationships." And if you you study this just a little bit, you will find that he is expounding upon what Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus basically says in the Sermon on the Mount, you have a murderous spirit. You won't kill anybody physically, but you've been destroying people for a long time. We got another week of this. And 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 I, I I've I've said this before, and I don't know if you heard me, but be leery of a teacher, preacher, or anybody stands up in this pulpit who acts as if they have it all together. Because this this stuff, y'all, I'm telling you, this stuff is coming out of the well of what what God is taking me through and teaching me. I had to apologize a few weeks ago, within this past month, because I said words that I felt would kill. Now, I don't use profanity. That's not my spirit. Don't take it too far. But here's the thing. If I know that God has called me to build up, I'm sinning against the one that sent me when I break you down. Listen to me. This is for every parent. This is for anybody in any relationship. I have to make sure that my words are are pouring out life at all times. Even when I've got a license. Listen to me. I'm not saying that you don't need to, you, you shouldn't have a standard and you should just bow down and be, you know, humble in every situation. You should be humble in every situation. But I'm saying that you need to make sure that every relationship you have, you're pouring out the spirit of God upon it. Everyone. So listen to me. That means that there's some apologizing that needs to happen. And that means that before you go apologize, you gotta ask for grace that this works. You are looking, listen, I, I, am, I, I hate apologies. I hate having to apologize. I get mad at myself because I didn't have to be here. Yes? Apologizing does not feel good, but it's the best thing you can do. Listen to me, y'all. I, I'm trying to preserve some relationships. You have to make sure that first you ask God, give me the grace to say these words. And apologize for what I've done, and I'm saying I'm just I'm just looking because you got your children here. I'm saying if I've handled him wrong, if I handled him wrong, if I handled her wrong, I gotta apologize for it. If I handled him wrong, how old is he? Three, four? I got I gotta apologize for it, and I gotta ask God to give me the grace to sustain the relationship. Even though, watch this now. That's why I keep using the children. I got a license to tell you what to do. I own you. You're mine. But even when I got a license, I got to apologize. Y'all, we've experienced some stuff this year that where people abused authority. Just because they could, they did. Oh, man. Just because you give me good reason to give you the business doesn't mean that I have to give you the business. Yes? Stand to your feet.